بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام ألا وإن في الجسد لمضغة إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Most respected listeners of Marika Sahaba Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh In today's brief discussion we will inshallah mention the secret behind the words and the verses of Surah Al-Fatiha and the link and the connection between these verses and some words in such a way that when we recite the Surah Al-Fatiha, this Ummul Quran, this Surah which is known as the mother of the Quran, in every rakat, we will inshallah be able to more vividly picture our entire journey of life and existence. We will come to understand the purpose of life, the objective of life, and how to acquire that objective. So these wonderful points have been taken from a talk of Hazrat Mawlana Ashraf Ali Thani Rahmatullahi and inshallah if we just concentrate on these points it will help us to concentrate when we recite Suratul Fatiha and we will take much more benefit from the Surah and from the Quranul Kareem. So Hazrat Rahmatullahi explains that in the first ayat Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen the first name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is mentioned is Allah, Alhamdulillahi. And there are many meanings, it's a very vast word. The word Allah has got um, deep meanings and different um, dimensions to it. But Hazrat takes one aspect of it and he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator, the originator of the universe and of mankind. Allah is the one. That is Khaliq, Allah Ta'ala is Fatir, Allah Ta'ala is Badi, Allah Khaliq Kulli Shay. So one meaning of the word Allah we will take from here, that Allah has brought us from non-existence into existence. Thereafter the next name that is mentioned is Rabbil Alameen. The word Rabb also has got deep meanings, it requires a lot of explanation. But one aspect that Hazrat Rahmatullahi takes from the word Rabb, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after bringing us into existence, nurtures us and looks after us and sustains us at every moment. Now that Allah ta'ala has brought us into existence and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is keeping us in existence and nourishing us and, and sustaining us, Ar-Rahman rahim through the extreme mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is found in Ar-Rahman 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us all the necessary skills and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us all the necessary knowledge that we require to fulfill our worldly needs here on earth. There's also one dimension of the rahmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala found in the word ar-Rahman. And one aspect of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala found in ar-Rahim, in Allah ta'ala being ar-Rahim, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also taught us all those things that we require as far as our dini needs are concerned and as far as our needs of the akhirat and the hereafter are concerned as well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us knowledge of everything that will benefit us in this world as far as our deen and our dunya is concerned and as well as uh, as far as our akhirat and hereafter is concerned. <coughs> thereafter, in Malik Yawmiddin, mention is made of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being the Malik and the owner of the Day of Judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to transfer us from this world to the next world, the life of Barzakh. Then we have the Day of Judgment and finally eternity thereafter. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking us along this journey from non-existence into existence. Thereafter nurturing us and sustaining us in the different stages of life. And ultimately then we reach the hereafter. Now what do we need for this journey to the hereafter which will then be forever and forever? That will be our final destination, the hereafter. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then in the next ayat explains to us what is our zadirah, what is our patkos, what provision we require for the journey ahead. So, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ O Allah, we worship you alone. So, ibadat and submission to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what will be our provision that will benefit us starting in this world but more so it will become manifest in the next world. And our entire lives actually constitute ibadat. Ibadat encompasses every aspect of our life. So ibadat means that, Oh Allah, whatever your command is at any given moment, I will carry that out in such a manner that I please you in the way of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So when it is a time for our salah, our prayers, then we fulfill it in the way of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That is the ibadat of that moment. When it is time for us to earn our living, then we go to our businesses, we go to work, and we earn our livelihood in an honest way, according to the teachings of Shariat, in the way shown to us by Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then that also constitutes a form of ibadat. When we are tired and we retire to bed in the sunnah way with the right intention, then our sleep also constitutes ibadat. So our whole lives can be made ibadat and a provision for us for the hereafter 
and a means of us acquiring the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every activity of life uh, that is permissible can fall under the scope of ibadat. So this would be our provision for the journey ahead. But no matter how much ibadat we make, no matter how much salah we may read, and how much of charity we may give out, and how much of humanitarian work we may do and assist others, it definitely can never be enough. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wara'ul wara. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond any limits. Allah ta'ala is so great. So we can never really truly do justice to this ibadah. So therefore, we say, that, oh Allah, we are making this ibadah, we are trying in our broken and humble ways. But Ya Allah, you help us. You have mercy upon us. We need you. We ask you for your help. And through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because we are begging from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we realize our feebleness and our weakness, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will suffice for us, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of us at every step of our journey. Some mashayikh mention that this middle ayat of Surah Al-Fatiha is the essence of life. This is the sum total of life. And this is the sum total of the message of the entire Quran Al-Kareem and the entire Surah Al-Fatiha. That, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ O Allah, we are your slaves. Ya Allah, whatever you want us to do at any time, we are prepared to do. Ya Allah, we are diehards for you. We love you. We want your love. You are the sole focus and the sole objective of our lives. So together with trying to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our humble ways, we do not rely upon our efforts, but we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We remain humble. That, Ya Allah, we do not even depend upon our ibadat. Our ibadat is a means. Whatever we are doing is a means of acquiring your pleasure. But, Ya Allah, through your mercy, we ask of you, we beg of you to accept and to help us, and we rely upon you. Thereafter, a traveler also needs directions. He needs a map. He needs a GPS. So we make dua, Ihdina Surat al-Mustaqim, that Ya Allah, you guide us to the straight path. Show us the straight path. Give us the knowledge and explain to us what is a straight path, how do we reach you, how do we reach Jannah, how do we become successful. So this is a dua we make. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then answers our dua by giving us the Quran al-Kareem. In the very beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains the answer to this request that we have made. That Alif Lam Mim, Thalik Al-Kitabu La Raybafi, Hudal Lil-Muttaqeen. That you made dua for guidance, for direction. So here is the Kitab, this Quran Al-Kareem, Hudal Lil-Muttaqeen. This is your book of guidance and you will find your answers to all your questions and the solutions to all your problems in this Kitab. Together with having a map, a GPS, having directions in front of us, if a person has a guide, the company of people who can show us the way, people who have been on the road before, this makes it even more easier for the traveler to reach his destination. And not only easier, but even pleasurable. A person enjoys the journey. 
So thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about the straight path that sirat al-lazina an'amta alayhim it is a path of those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored. And these are the nabiyyin, the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was siddiqeen, the very righteous and truthful people was shuhada, the martyrs was salihin and the good and righteous and pious believers. So we benefit from all these people in different ways. And then there are two obstacles, Sometimes people do not have correct knowledge and they follow their whims and their desires, they follow the nafs and that causes them to be diverted from the straight path. And this is generally what happened to the Nasara, the Christians, that because of following the emotions and not having the full and proper knowledge in the ignorance, they made the great Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, son of God and God and one of three gods. And at times people have knowledge, uh, they know what is right and what is wrong, they are learned, but also because of pride and other reasons and jealousy, they refuse to accept the truth, they go astray and do not practice upon the knowledge that they have. And this is what happened to the Jews on the whole. They earned the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because despite possessing knowledge, they still denied the last Nabi out of their pride and jealousy and greed and love for worldly things. So we will see how beautifully Surah Fatiha encompasses the entire journey of life. It also explains to us where we are heading towards, what is our destination, what is the provision that we take along with us on this destination, and where we will get our direction and guidelines from, and the company of those people who will guide us along our journey, how essential and vital this is, and also to be aware of any obstacles along our journey. We have a few minutes left, so in a few minutes we will just discuss a bit about um, something called Fiqhul Batin. So Alhamdulillah, generally uh, on our journey of life, we have certain rules and regulations that pertain to our outer selves. For example, the laws pertaining to ghusl and bathing, laws pertaining to making wudu, ablution, laws pertaining to perform salah, right, the times that we have to perform salah, the uh, postures also of salah, what is to be recited. So there are many conditions that are found and they pertain to the outside. Similarly, there are rules and regulations pertaining to zakah, discharging of our wealth and our relationships with people. There are rules pertaining to nikah and marriage, our interaction with our spouses and our other uh, interactions as well uh, in the form of uh, in our businesses, at the workplace, and generally when we socialize with people also, there are rules and regulations. <coughs> These are known as mu'amalat, mu'asharat, etc. So for these generally, we will find that we are uh, conscious about it to a certain extent, though there's a room for a lot of improvement in each of these departments, but to a certain extent, we are conscious of it.
So all this is part of fiqh and part of shariat. But because the deen of Islam is a complete way of life, so these rules and regulations, like they pertain to our physical bodies, and like we have rules and regulations pertaining to our money and our surroundings, in the same way there are also rules and regulations pertaining to our inner selves, to the inside, to the heart, and to our uh, nafs and our desires and our emotions and our thoughts as well. So like certain commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make certain uh, duties binding and fard and com- com- compulsory upon us. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands aqimus salah wa aqus zakah that establish and perfect your salah, your prayers and wa aqus zakah and discharge your zakah the compulsory charity. So in the same way there are ayats and commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pertaining to the inside as well. كُلُوا مِنْ رِزْقِ رَبِّكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوا لَهُ كُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا That eat and drink and make shukr, be grateful. Appreciate the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this shukr and gratitude is a quality of the heart. This is something to be learned. In the same way, wasbiru, be patient. Sabr actually is a quality of the heart. And like we have beliefs uh, pertaining to the heart, which uh, we refer to as imaniyat, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Successful are the believers. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those who have khashiyat and have humility in their salah. So we have rules pertaining to the salah, and we have rules pertaining to the heart. The khushu' is a quality of the heart. And for a person to be truly successful, a person will have to bring this quality of khashiyat into the heart. So this department is known as fiqhul patun. Because these rules and regulations pertain to the inside. So this is a very important branch of deen and it's a very important uh, part of our lives. This adds beauty to all the other departments of life. When Jibreel والسلام, came to Nabi Karim وسلم, once, he asked him three questions. Mal iman, what is iman? So iman pertains to our aqaid, our beliefs. Then he asked Nabi Ali Sallallahu what is Islam? Islam is to carry out the outer commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. أن تشهد لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وتقيم الصلاة وتؤتي الزكاة وتحج البيت. So uh, performing salah, making hajj, discharging our zakat, fasting the month of Ramadan. These all are known as Islam. And then the third question that Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam asked Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasalam was Mal ihsan, what is ihsan? So ihsan means to beautify. So this department of deen, by focusing on the inside, it will add beauty to all our other departments of deen, all our other actions that we are carrying out. Whether it is the different forms of ibadah that we make, like making zikr, and reading Quran, and reading salah and making dua, or whether it is our giving of charity, whether it is showing uh, good behavior and interacting well with other people. 
So all this will truly become beautiful and worthy of acceptance and valuable when the inside is made, when we have sincerity in us, we have gratitude in us, we have humility, patience, tolerance, and so many other beautiful qualities. So this is known as fiqhul batin. And to conclude, just as we asked our muftis and our ulama, our seniors, questions whether something is permissible or not permissible, uh, our dealings and transactions are permissible or not permissible, correct or incorrect, likewise we've got to ask them about the fiqhul batin as well, that I have got excessive anger in me, or greed, or jealousy, or lust. Um, I'm feeling extremely sad, I have a lot of depression, I have worry, I have fears. So we've got to speak about these things to the experts in this field who are well-wishers, and they will guide us along. And this was one of the functions of Nabuat, one of the functions of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Tazkiyah is one of the great objectives of deen. It is something which plays a pivotal role in our deen. For this we've got to link up with people who are experts and mashayikh who understand the inner workings of the soul, the inner states of the heart, and they will be able to guide us along. And the heart, the heart is the king of the body. When the heart has been corrected, then truly a person will be able to be a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the true sense of the word. A person will then really understand the essence of life. A person will truly become a human being and insan in the true sense of the word. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all tawfiq to take this important branch of deen, tazkiyah, suluk, ihsan, also into consideration and give it the due importance that it deserves. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين